welcome. So I'm trying out a new podcast. I usually write blogs or share pictures or little snippets of things God's showing me. Um, But I wanted to try out a podcast because oftentimes I find myself listening to messages or other podcasts while I'm cleaning or driving. And so I figure it's easier sometimes to listen to something versus uh, carving out the time to read something. And the purpose behind this is kind of twofold. God has just been showing me a lot of perspective shifts. And so part of it is wanting to share with others. And another piece of this is just to inspire other people to uh, ask him for their own perspective shifts. And hopefully um, I'll hear from you guys and I'd love to I'd love to know how the Lord is showing you guys uh, things and inspiring you towards transformation and towards uh, renewed purpose, because uh, I grow from that too. And so with this podcast of Perspective Shifts, I thought I'd just do a little intro of why the name. And one of the things that God's been showing me, like I said, is the way that life-altering moments or transformations come through his perspective that either shatter, shift, or shape my view. And so when you look at perspectives, I always like to study the word. You have an art definition where you're drawing on a two-dimensional surface trying to create height, width, depth, position. So you're trying to create something 3D um, from a given angle. And then you're also talking about point of view. And so when you talk about point of view, you're looking at lens and position. It matters where you're standing and the quality of what you're looking at. And so with lens, I started thinking about this and I used to have glasses before I got LASIK. And you can tell when your glasses are dirty or even for those of us who have sunglasses or even glasses, it can fog up sometimes. And so You can be standing in the right place and looking at the right thing, but your vision is just not good. Uh, Sometimes you need a new lens. Sometimes you need to clean your lens. Sometimes you just need a prescription upgrade. And then when you think of position, there are times where your glasses are completely clean. You've just gone to get your eyes checked out, but you're just standing in the wrong place. And sometimes there's something that's hindering what we're supposed to be looking at. And so looking at perspectives from both this position of position and lens and the fact that they're equally important. And so when I was looking again at this word perspective, I kept thinking, okay, what does it matter? Why, why do I have you guys listening to this? And when I think of perspective shifts, I think of the way that God changes our position, realigns us, or cleans our lenses, or gives us a new lens, really, Um, to allow us to see ourselves, others, God, or even the situation from a view that will produce the greatest amount of fruit in our lives and will help us accomplish the things that he intends for us to accomplish. And when I looked at the word, I kept thinking of Romans 12 too. And the Passion Translation says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will 
as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. And you have other translations that say, you know, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so this word, think or mind, um, in the Greek, it's pronounced nous, and it means uh, comprising of faculties of perceiving and understanding, also feeling, judging, and determining. And so when we look at perspective, you know, and it's talking about our ability to understand, our ability to perceive, and all the things that influence that. And I can vouch that feelings and other people's opinions sometimes influence my perspective. And so if you keep looking in that verse, the word renewing, right, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that renewing word, um, I'm going to take a crack at it in the Greek. I think it's anakihosis, anakihosis, something like that. Feel free to Google the um, pronunciation of that. Uh, but that word in the Greek means renewal, renovation, and complete change for the better. So the word is telling us that we are transformed. Our lives are completely altered by the shifting, upgrading, or replacement of our ability to perceive and understand. And so that's powerful. So if our lives are going to produce more fruit, if our lives are going to be honoring to God, um, we need transformation in our perspectives. We need perspective shifts. And I kept looking at the word and looking for, okay, God, where, where do you show us these, you know, these moments in the word? And there's so many of them. And so just a few that God was highlighting to me as I was thinking about, about this experience, about this, this phrase, perspective shifts. I thought of Isaiah 40, 31, where it talks about, you know, those who wait on the Lord um, and other translations talk about trusting in the Lord. Um, and so those who wait on him shall have their strength renewed and shall soar on wings like eagles, not grow weary or faint. And for me, that talks about hope, right? Um, and so when I looked at this verse and, and I did a, just a couple studies, uh, I found that eagles, you know, why does it talk about eagles? Soaring on wings like eagles. Eagles know when a storm is approaching long before it breaks and they will fly to some high spot and wait for the winds to come. And when the storm hits, uh, the eagles will set out their wings and let the storm pick them up and lift them above the storm. And so while the storm is raging below, this eagle is soaring right above it. And that just fascinates me because the eagle doesn't escape the storm. It simply uses a storm to lift it higher and rises on the, on the winds that bring the storm. And in my opinion, that's a total perspective shift. How many of you guys can agree that we have a very different view of the storm while we're in it versus being above it? I don't know about uh, any flyers out there, but whenever I'm flying an airplane, I love the window seat. I'm a sucker for all things, clouds, sunrise, sunsets, um, just a very majestic view because it always gives me a different perspective. And there've been a few times where the day is cloudy or rainy uh, while I'm getting on the airplane and all of a sudden this massive aircraft will fly just above the clouds and I get this totally different perspective. And this perspective changes how I feel, it changes what I see, it changes even sometimes the purpose that I will look at the circumstance. Um, and so, you know, the Bible just has so many of these different examples that talk about the benefits of these perspective shifts, you know, that eagle flying above the storm, right? 
have renewed strength, not growing weary, not being pressed down or crushed by the storm. And then I think of uh, the book Hosea, where you have this man who was mandated by God to run hard after Gomer, you know, who the word talks or describes as a promiscuous or unfaithful woman um, or a harlot. Um, but God didn't just tell him to marry her. He told him to keep running after her time after time after time. And I don't know about you, but I would need a God view, a big perspective shift to run hard after that mandate. You know, I think if, if Hosea operated out of his own perspective, you know, human logic might tell him, well, clearly she doesn't want to be with you. So, you know, just give it a break. It's over. Or this isn't the kind of person you want to run after or, you know, fill in the blank. But God's perspective gave him the strength to obey and gave him a bigger picture to look at. I think of also Jonah, you know, a reluctant ambassador uh, whose reluctance was really fueled by his perspective of the Assyrians and Nineveh. You know, he didn't go after them because when he saw them, he saw people who were idolatrous, you know, proud, ruthless, um, and he didn't think that they deserved the grace and mercy that he believed God would show them if he went. And so Jonah saw a people that were beyond repair, where God saw a people that were ready for redemption. And God's perspective of those people uh, was different than Jonah's. And God was trying to get Jonah, you know, to this place. And so, again, perspectives, they, they change things. They're game changers, right? I think of Luke 18, uh, where we see the disciples uh, with the children. And so you have these parents that are bringing these children before Jesus. And the disciples kind of see them as this interruption or disturbance, right? And Jesus is like, no, 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 welcome them. Let them come here. And he not only welcomed them, but he also set them as an example, you know, telling the disciples, you know, surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And so I think of that perspective shift that brought humility, but that the children also benefited from. And so again, perspective shifts bring transformation. And there's so many other examples. And I encourage you that as you look through the word and as you um, hear testimonies and just live life with God, that you look for ways in which people experience these perspective shifts that change their lens or position and help them accomplish the things that God wanted them to accomplish. And again, as I was thinking of these, I was thinking of perspective shifts in my own life. Um, and so I'll share, I'll share three with you guys for the sake of time. Um, I remember one day we were moving into the house that we're in right now, and it was me and these two gentlemen that were helping us move. And it was pouring down. I mean, just solid rain coming down. And I was tired. We had packed the day before, extended hours, and I was not in a happy mood. I kept grumbling. I almost slipped a few times, and so I was afraid of hurting myself. And I kept kind of looking up at the sky like, God, what on earth, man? Like, I, this is hard. I, I need to catch a break here. Will you help me out? And so I was complaining for the rain. And the last two hours of unpacking this huge U-Haul, uh, it started just getting really windy. And at this point, my anger quickly turned into just 
oh my gosh, like I lost it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, Lord. It's been raining. I'm wet. I'm exhausted. And now it feels like bullet rain. It's cold and I can't do this. And I love how God talks to me. Sometimes he just lets me ramble on and, you know, get it all out of my system. And then he just gently looks at me and he's like, all right, well, tell me when you're done. And so finally, you know, I was like, okay, God, what on earth? And he's like, hey, look up. And when I look up, I see the wind is actually pushing away the clouds. And I was so humbled in that moment. And, and I remember the Lord just speaking to my heart and telling me, hey, this thing that you perceive as harm, I'm actually using it to answer the requests of your heart. And I was just like, oh, okay, Lord, I am so sorry. And in that moment, that perspective of what he was doing completely changed my attitude. It gave me joy for the wind. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? When we have a perspective shift, when we see what God is doing versus just what we're experiencing, we get a change of heart, a change of attitude. All of a sudden I had joy for this thing that was still hard. The facts didn't change, but truth changed. Uh, there was another time uh, where uh, just different things were going on in, in our lives. We were in this waiting season, waiting for uh, my husband to finish school, waiting for a job, waiting for um, our house, waiting for a lot of things. Uh, my dad had passed away, and so one of the biggest things we were waiting for was for the release of his inheritance. And it was a prolonged ordeal over two years. And I remember a friend telling me, you know, Jess, I don't think you're pretty patient. And I was pretty offended in my heart because I thought, well, I've had to wait for a lot of things. So gosh darn it, I am very patient, you know? And so I'm driving home and I'm wrestling with this word that I just heard from this friend and kind of bitter about it. And, and again, God's letting me get it all out of my system. And finally he looks at me and he says, okay, tell me when you're done. I'm like, all right, what is it? And, and I remember in that moment hearing, Darling, just because you've been forced to wait does not mean you've been patient. And again, this perspective shift just brought humility over me uh, to look at patience as a whole different ball game. that it was a molding of character versus just the description of a circumstance. And so again, perspective shift brought transformation, brought desire for what true patience looks like. Um, there was another, uh, another instance where um, my husband and I were arguing about something and, and I, got, I got mad about something he said. And so, you know, as often couples do, not healthy, but you know, we're honest. And so sometimes it happens. We, uh, you know, quickly turn over to our side in the bed and we're like, well, I'm just tired, I'll just go to sleep. You know, we're really, we're not fine, you know, that whole thing. Uh, and so, I quickly turn over to my side and, and I can feel myself just trying to, you know, deal with that piece of anger in my heart. And immediately God shows me this picture. And, and I remember seeing these two clams type looking thing, uh, that were stuck together, right? So there's this kind of 
squishy, uh, mushy part of the clam that was stuck to the other squishy, mushy part of the clam. And then you had the outer hard shell of the clam. And I remember the Lord kind of narrating this little animated film before me where I saw this one clam on the right that he said was representing me separate itself from the other clam that was representing uh, my husband. And he said, here you are excruciatingly removing yourself because of perceived pain, but in fact, you're exposing yourself to greater pain. And so he so, and so he's just started narrating this and showing me how this clam had separated itself. And now this piece, this squishy piece that was supposed to be protected in community, in covenant, in intimacy, was now exposed and started experiencing attack. And over time, this part that was intended to remain squishy, to remain vulnerable, to remain susceptible uh, to connection had grown a callus where it was never meant to have. And, and I remember the Lord just showing me like, hey, this is what you do out of self-protection, but it was never my plan. And immediately I just saw Jesus approaching this clam with this hammer. And he's like, the only way that you can reassimilate the only way you can go back into that covenant into that community into that intimacy is by the breaking down of all the barriers of all the calluses you allowed yourself to be created because of a perceived wound and again all of this happened in a matter of like 30 or so seconds and I saw this clam just being hammered down this kind of wrecking ball just hit this part of of this clam and feeling that pain, feeling that pain of having to be broken in order to be realigned. And finally seeing these two clams kind of come back together. And I remember the Lord just again, showing me this idea of perceived pain, you know, where we can in community or relationship have a wounding or have something that occurs that, that creates a hurt in us. And instead of dealing with it in community, we will separate ourselves in a way that God did not intend out of self-protection, out of you name it. And we actually expose ourselves to greater amount of pain that the only way to reassimilate is by breaking that, that we would remake ourselves vulnerable again. And, and I remember in that moment, as soon as God showed me this, I just rolled over to my husband's side and I just hugged him. I'm like, I love you. I never wanted to separate myself from you. You know, let's talk about what just happened. And so I share these different stories uh, because these shifts often lead us, A, to repentance and to start living or functioning in a new way. And that's important. You know, when we have these epiphanies, these enlightening moments, um, it's important that we start with repentance. It's important that we start out with, God, forgive me. God, forgive me for seeing this through a perspective that was not producing life in my life. Um, and, and again, after repentance, these shifts often motivate us to agree quicker and with joy with whatever God is showing us, even if it's hard. And so keeping in mind that perspective and vision align attitude and action. 
all of these perspectives bring about change when it's God's perspective. Um, I remember other moments in my life where, like when my, when my dad passed away, I perceived God as being against me, um, as working against me, as not caring about me because in my mind, he allowed this thing to happen. And I remember one day as I was just kind of crying out and I asked him, God, where were you? You know? And he showed me that he was sitting right there next to me, holding me as I was crying. And it totally changed my view of how I saw him, you know, and regardless if I understood, regardless if I agreed, all of a sudden I saw him for me. So again, perspective shifts. When we invite God to show us what we're looking at and to show us what he wants us to look at, it changes It changes the way that we see him. It changes the way that we approach him. It changes the way that we act, the way that we feel, the way that we move with courage, with obedience, with joy in our lives. And often these changes also invite us to acknowledge and replace any lies that we've been believing about God, ourselves or others or the situation. And so I just want to to share all this with you guys, to encourage you guys, uh, to remain open to being teachable and disciplined uh, by God and to humbly yearn for his perspectives, even if it means being corrected and sacrificing our own rights and our own views. And so um, I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope this encourages you to look at life in a new lens or shifting position so you can see the fullness of what God has for you Um, and to start talking to him about what we're seeing, about what he wants to do, what he wants to show us, um, and asking God. And I will encourage you also, process this. Process what the Lord shows you with mature believers in your life that you trust, uh, because healing happens in community, and it's beautiful when we can come to our brothers and sisters or our spouse or a parent or a mentor and say, man, I've been having a hard time with this, and and I, f- and I want to know God's perspective of this. I want to know what's true about what's going on in my life so I know how, how to realign my attitude, how to have joy in this, how to fight for the things that God's asking me to fight for, and how to be still where he's asking me to be still. And so thank you guys again for listening. I hope you were encouraged. Um, I hope this was a, a fun thing for you guys to listen to and and to be inspired to ask God what he's doing in your life and to give you his view of who you are, your circumstance, and uh, what he wants for you in this life. Love you guys, and I hope to do these more often. Leave me some comments, message me. um, Let me know what he's showing you. I am humbled and inspired by the way that God's moving in other people's lives, so I want to celebrate that with you. All right, guys, have an awesome and safe day. Talk to you later.